It's happy hour again from Uptown New Orleans. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. Happy hour is part of the family of shows on the podcast network. It's neworleans.com. When you walk into a bar in New Orleans and you pull up a bar stool, you never know who's going to be sitting on either side of you. What you do know is no matter what they look like, what they're wearing, whether they just got out of a limousine or just got out of jail, they're going to be happy to talk to you. Because that's New Orleans and this is Happy Hour, a cocktail-fueled 60 minutes of random conversation with folks who have nothing in common. Other than we're all New Orleanians in a bar today, we're at the fabulous Wayfair on Ferret Street, which is handily right across the street from the European Wax Center. I don't know if you're aware of that, Andrew, but... I thought you were joking and no, then I turned around. They just moved <laughs> sure in, I guess. The European Wax Center. I'm not sure what differentiates European waxing from, from American waxing. Mm, I think they're where you go to get your pubic hair waxed off as far as <laughs> No, it's going to be uh, just uh, it's you think be it's celebrities. Like a, like it's a uh, wax museum? No, I'm kidding. What do you think it is? Catherine is here. Catherine Rosewood, is that correct? Your yeah, whole that's name? Right. That's what right. sort of name do I do I call you the whole thing? Catherine Rosewood? Catherine works just fine, yeah. What, do you use Rose as a sort of a... It's my full name, and it just distinguishes, you know, my from musical the other persona from the other woods. My normal self. Yeah, right. yeah. There's a, there's a few Catherine Woods with the same spelling out in the world. Oh, I bet so. there are. Catherine, you're a singer songwriter, so when mm-hmm. you stick Rose in there, that differentiates you from right. The, the it, non, it establishes the that I am a separate Catherine Wood, Catherine Rosewood right. from other Catherine. And you you remind me a lot of Noelle Love Eanes. <laughs> Who's got love in the middle of her name? Is well, that your real name? No, no. You it's, come it, right in here. Okay, is that better? That's, That's better. nice. Thank you. Okay. Um, no, actually, love is not my real name. So how did love find its way into your name here? <clears throat> well, it's funny. It became. It better be. It was a fake Facebook last name because I needed to. I wanted to remain anonymous. Why? Because people are saying to that people are creepy. And you should people not use saying, your real name. Someone told one like of my it. friends years and years ago told me that I should not use my real name, and so I thought well, if I'm going to put an alias, well, I better the, use something I name. actually like and stand for. And love is something that's really important to me. So, do you only like love, or do you love love? I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, it is the rule of my life. I try to make it the rule of my life mm. as much as often as possible. Uh-huh. What yeah. are we talking so about? So I could exactly. say you could say I love. <laughs> what kind of love are we talking about? Is this getting deep already? Yeah. Oh my god! Physical <laughs> love. Are you guys ready for this? No, not physical love. It does. Nothing it is to nothing. Do with sex it's not whatsoever. It's, well, you got to rule it out. No. Totally. Well, let's introduce Blaze. Yeah, first, well, we'll we get can, back to. We're not, not, not going to let you off that for long. Uh, it's been an hour on this. This is, Bla- <laughs> this is Blaze Edwards who's sitting right next yeah. to you. Hello. Hello, Blaze. How are you doing? Oh, I'm well. Now, Blaze is a photographer. I am a photographer. Yeah, so now we have a photographer. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, et cetera. What else does it say here? It says Blaze is a photographer and videographer. Hold no, on, don't read the bio, though. What? Don't read the bio. Don't read it like I'll, verbatim. <laughs> okay, I'll try and make it sound just like I'm. Just like casually. you know, like, like, like you know, in. yeah. Right Blaze and I went to school together, and uh, many moons ago. Blaze has always been a photographer, a videographer, and a digital media designer. Did cool. You, did you know that, you guys? Didn't well, know that. now yeah. you know. What school always. did we go to? Uh, well, we talk about New Orleans school, or as far as like high school or college. I guess because in New Orleans, New Orleans, we mean high school. You mean high school? Okay. What high school? <laughs> what high school did we go to together? Uh, we went to Car and the Car Magnet on the West Bank. Ed in a car, mm-hmm. magnet. All I know about them is when I see them in the Mardi Gras parade. Exactly. Were I was you, in that band. You were in the band. Yes. I was in that it's band. It's like a red, a no, red costume. No, purple and gold, actually. Oh, yeah, okay. like LSU. What did you play? I played percussion. 
Yeah, I marched. I marched with cymbals. I started with the clarinet, you know, so because it's that middle school, that that elementary school, the first instrument you can need to play a trumpet <laughs> or a clarinet or a recorder or something crazy. Right. And so I chose the clarinet. So I marched on clarinet for a while, and then I moved over to percussion because I needed to get some of that energy out. Yeah. I've yeah. always wondered what the headache factor must be if you're oh, playing right. percussion in a band. Uh, it's not your head that hurts. I would think it would be your hands more than anything. Really? But yeah, from yeah. Smacking yeah, exactly, exactly. So we don't bang like we we don't bang our heads on the drums. We use our hands mostly. But they walk past, you know, when you're in the crowd or in the yeah, you know, in the yeah. audience had a parade, and yeah. the noise of that percussion dro- walking past me is like, oh my god. I know. I think you're just old, actually. Is that what <laughs> I think? I think that's what it is. You know, that, uh, it's the age is giving me. It's the age. It's, it's like, a, and you can't even that hear that music. well, so I don't understand like what you're hearing. Right. That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> I was about to say this. So you never got a headache the whole no, time you were my No, that's no, good I was younger then. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> what are you wearing on the, in your hand? That giant ring. What is that? This uh, a yeah. pyramid. It's a pyramid with an eye. It's an actual size, though. It looks like almost the size of Cheops. Pyramid. Yeah. It's huge. It's a huge pyramid, yeah. What do you do with it? Whack people in the face? No, it? no. I think uh, to some people it means different things. Like if I wear this ring around anyone who's a mason or something like that, yeah. you know, when they see the eye, then it, it resonates with them. What do they do? They them. freak out? No, they wonder if well, I'm not in their secret in society. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they start doing the handshakes and the movements and Did stuff. You find well, are you in their secret no, society? I'm not, I'm not in anyone's secret society. What is the Masonic handshake? Did you happen to know that? No, I don't know. I'm not a Mason. So. I thought someone might have done it on you by no, now. No, 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 no. I'm fine. I don't <laughs> want to know because they might have to kill me. That's It's one of those, well, you know? one of those cults. It's secret. <laughs> It's something Dan Brown started. Yeah, I don't I'm know, like, something, uh, I don't right. want to wind up in the river, you know, <laughs> what do you think swimming that, with the fishes. What do you think that, ref- where did you get that ring from? Uh, so the great thing is that I got it on the internet. It's a, it, it. I mean, you heard of it? Mm-hmm. It came out around the, time, around the time we were in school, yeah. you know, got really popular. It, really popular. Really popular. Still, it's still, still quite popular. <laughs> yeah, it's even more popular. So you just that sight unseen, well, kind yeah. of. Yeah. Kind How of. did you know it was going to fit? Do they ask you for your ring size? For your size? ring size, yeah. What's your ring size? Uh, you're getting very personal. Uh, I think it's like a nine and a half. You nine know? and a half. I yeah. don't know what mine is. Do you know now? Do you know yours? Mm, no. Six, six and a half, something like that. I can Let me see. Yeah. Seven. I've never had anyone ask me what my ring size is. Does she have yeah. tiny little hands? She on? has tiny fingers. Look. She's a professional acupuncturist. Oh, yes. that's a great mood ring. Uh, this is not a mood ring. This is actually labradorite. I'm just oh, let me always it depressed. Isn't it cool? Yeah. It's a gemstone. Yeah. It's a protective gemstone. It is a protective it gemstone. Wards inner, uh, negative energy. It, 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 it also activates your psychic powers. There you go. Hmm. Did you yeah. know that? I did know that. Mm-hmm. If you were wearing one, you'd know that. I oh we could you oh, have one look in your I, have, hair. I have another one here this is this is called shatectite shatectite oh, hang on a second I have rose I'm in the quartz. writing down <laughs> how do you spell shatectite oh man okay it's are you serious okay. uh, yes I am it's I've got S- a pen right here it's S H yes A oh gosh I hope I get this right T T T two T's T T U U K I T E I Hold on. Oh, let me come Google. On. Let, me Google <laughs> let me Google this. Let me Google it. Like shiitake mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. It's called shiitake. Yeah, Does it grow on. in a cave? Like, you know. Graham DuPonte are producing those pretty much everything. Do you ever heard of shiitake? Like stalagmite? No. Stalagmite. Oh, Bad news if Graham's never heard of it. That's this is, here you go. There it is. There it is. Ah, can you spell that for me? You were right, almost. It's S-H-A-T-T-U-C-K-I-T-E. Shatuk- it's a mouthful. Shatukite, that's it. Sh- yeah. 
Chituck tight. It does not. It doesn't have two T's. It does. It's a double T. She was wearing T I T E. Where is it? <laughs> oh, there's another T. Is that another T there? Yeah. Not only can I not see, but I can't hear either. Yeah. Okay. I mean, other You're way around. You're doomed, man. You're I doomed. know. I'm totally fucked. <laughs> Chituck tight. Mm-hmm. And what does it do? <clears throat> well, let me read you since I just Googled it to spell it. We might it. as well find um, out what it actually yeah. does. Oh, yeah, look, it's sure. perfect because it yeah. is the stone of communication. Oh, oh it's helping. It's perfect. It's, it's working out. It helps with the throat chakra, uh, public speakers, attorneys, teachers. It also stimulates the third eye, greater intuition and oracle skills. Andrew doesn't know what the third eye is. Oh, it's right here. Um, Where? So, yeah. Right, right here. Between your, your two, two regular eyes. People on the right. podcast can't see where you're pointing, as you probably tell us. <laughs> it's in the Between middle of your, your forehead, in the middle of your other two eyes. Yeah, if you like had a right. third eye, it would be right exactly. there. Where the, so actually, this, this is, used to be where the pineal gland was. Bef- at what point was this? I don't know. An evolution when, a long time ago, we thousands of years ago. Magnet. And then it receded back into our brain. But it actually used to be a sensory organ. And that's where it was. Right. Yes. You don't really believe that, do you? Yes, I do. You do? Mm-hmm. There was We had organs sticking out the front of our heads at some point. To perceive. <laughs> and yeah, everybody's went away. Over, well, yeah, of course. Evolution changes a lot of things. Okay. Our, look, our little toe is getting smaller because we don't walk barefoot anymore, so it's not stimulated by the environment. That's, what hap- that's why we have sensory organs is because things are stimulating us, and so we want to perceive them. But why when we, we stop using things, like you're a muscle, you stop using it, it right. atrophies. Why would, we, why would we have all, as a, as a race or a people or whatever we are, wanted to stop using the sensory abilities of our I don't eye? know. That's a good question. That's actually, well, I, don't I knew know. that'd be a good question. This Eventually, is a great question you. for a listener. Do we get call-ins on this show? <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> we, yeah. You'd have to be. Asher, Asher over there is in charge of that department. I don't know if anyone's going to... Answer it. If anyone can, <laughs> can tell us why Answer the question. You can just be our Googler. Ability. You can yeah. just be our resident Googler and just feed us the answers. Look up the pineal gland. Yeah. Third eye. Pineal gland. That's P-I-N-E-A-L. <laughs> there it is. Pineal. Right. Pineal gland. Yeah. Or pineal. You pronounce it. Yeah, how now do you place, pronounce it? It's pineal. It is pineal. Now, Blaze, mm-hmm. how pineal. do you know anything about this kind of stuff? Uh, well, so pineal gland, we talk about that a lot, especially when you're doing things like kinetic yoga. And so any... The bo- and the Freemasons. Oh, and the Freemasons. <laughs> yeah. Well, the third eye. What? That's definitely... That's <laughs> the what kind of yoga are we doing? Kinetic. How do you spell that? K e m e t i c. Kemet used to be. Good day for me. Kemet used to be the name uh, of Africa before it was known as Africa. So Kemet. Uh, Kemet. Yeah. So and who called it Kemet? Uh, the everyone did actually. So uh, everyone who lived there in Africa. Right. Um, so, but also that's what they were known as to people, you know, in other countries as well. So Kemet. The Kemets. Um, Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So, um, so yeah. So, kinetic yoga. Mo- when you look at hieroglyphs, those movements that they're doing uh, in the actual hieroglyphs, those are some of the poses that are done in kinetic yoga. So, like That's when you awesome. look at, you, yeah. So I like, do that. Yeah. So, like, if you look at, um, so we'll say like Osiris and you know some of those other people uh, or uh, Mayat. You know, Mayat had the wings. These are Egyptian gods you're talking about. These are about. Egyptian gods. How, do, how do we get from first? I can look because, it up. No, because I'll, Egypt is in Africa. Egypt so, is a part of Africa, right? So it's in Africa. So, but yoga didn't have nothing to do with Africa, as far as I know. So, as far as or you know, it? though, so well, that's exactly. Right. So, but <laughs> Africa is one of the oldest countries. Uh, so, you know, of course, things 
were created in Africa I long thought before. Yoga came from India. So a form of yoga does come from India. So it comes okay. from uh, in India and Africa. So I just feel like there's a bunch of uh, speculation about where things originated across the board for a lot of things, actually. Ma, yeah, right. exactly. So Ma, everybody thinks they invented everything. Exactly, exactly. And so, and, and it's true, they did invent a form of it. So I mean, so there's a form of yoga that came from Africa, mm-hmm. and what was it called? It wasn't it, called yoga, I suppose, was it? No, it's it's called comedic yoga. Comedic. So yeah. it's got the word yoga in it. Yes, so, exactly. Okay, so how does it differ from from hatha yoga? So or? the movements are different. So when you go to diff- when you do different practices of yoga, the the movements change depending on the type of yoga that you're doing. Okay. And so. Uh, as, as Africans, we have different bone, bone structure than Indians uh, or people from uh, India. Hang on. I'm not an ev- expert on evolution like Noel, but do we have different bone structure, really? Noel's an acupuncturist. <laughs> and therefore an you, expert in evolution. Well, and, and bone structure. <laughs> and bone density. the skeleton of the and, human body, Well, what I, I mean, when I say structure, I mean density. It's, it's a different density. Yeah, different okay. that density. makes sense. It's the, diff- yeah. the density is different because... Uh, the weather is different. The, the diet's right. different. Again, it's the so, same idea that we react according to what we're exposed exactly. to in our environment. Exactly. That's how. That's the opposite yeah. of evolution, though. That's adaptation, isn't it? Mm. It's, a, it's a form uh, of evolution. I don't yeah. think it's opposite. Yeah, I, 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 I think to it is. Make, you know, that's. Uh, I used to think. It took me until college until I had a professor to really explain to me that the giraffe's neck is long, not because giraffes stretch their neck to get to the leaves, but because. The short-necked giraffes died out, died out, and it has nothing to do with the uh, actual muscle atrophying, and then the, the baby's muscle will be weaker. That's not it. It's that if the animal's muscle atrophied, then it's weaker and less likely to procreate, and therefore, eventually, over generations and generations, the ones that had stronger muscles that were evolutionarily uh, advantageous would would uh, proliferate. Right. More, Only the know. giraffes mm-hmm. with long necks could eat. Right. And the other ones all died. That's why giraffes have chance, long necks. Not because they're stretching their necks to get to the leaves. It's the by chance that the, that the neck that is, is long. That is the truth theory that, of evolution. So that's a different... Right. So what you're talking about is the theory of adaptation, which is okay. the opposite of the theory of evolution. Well, opposite, is it, no, I don't it's just think it's, di- it's, it's very different. It's a it's different not. viewpoint. But I think that there are... I mean, it depends on what type of effects you're talking about. So... Because you can change. I mean, if you, I, I can't remember what animal it was. I feel like it was a mouse. If you keep them underground for a certain number of generations, then they'll start to be born blind because they're not exposed to light. So there is a certain amount of reaction to the environment that does change our sensory perception. Well, that's obvious. Definitely. I mean, yeah, you, can, so we, you can look at that with uh, it's, weather, it could melanin. Be both. Like, that's why we get redder. Some exactly. people get redder in the, uh, in the sun. And, right. You know, when they're not exposed to sun, they don't need that much melanin. Or, right. exactly. exactly. Or just in the winter, certain people get lighter, you know, mm-hmm. because the sun's well, not the, out. These are Either. traits, but are we saying that if... But you're still evolving. So, I mean... I am not evolving. You're, you're adapting. You're adapting. You're adapting, I, I you're adapting, adapting to right. the environment. I mean, I'd like to evolve, but I can't. That's the thing. Evolution isn't... Uh, it doesn't exist within one generation. Exactly. Evolution happens right. when but, I am either able to procreate or not procreate uh, with, my, with the rest of my uh, gene pool. So it's about mutations. Uh, yeah, it's about mutations, right? right. It's, so it's, I mean, that's one way to look at evolution. I mean, I think evolving. that is evolution. There's well, only no, I mean, one but way. You, but you also can evolve as a person, right? Like well, that's can, different. Okay, yeah. it's, it's still that's it's still. Yeah. But that's well, what I'm saying. That's, that's a different. It's like that's something that we've invented in the 20th century or the 21st century to talk about how we are improving as humans. 
Right, but I'm, I'm, it's still a form of evol- uh, evolution, is what I'm saying. I don't mean evo- evolution. Well, if, evolution as a species. Talk, talk, okay, I'm not talking so about that. I'm talking about talking, individual. We're talking about Darwinian evolution. Then we don't do that. But I hear you when you say like we're using the word more loosely these days. But isn't that are we, aren't we talking about adaptation in that case? We're talking about adapting in our current in our life in our lifespan, right? But that's not Darwinian evolution. You technically right. I, I believe but you that can that's the evolve case. as a human though is what you're talking about right. ways which is get better and more sensitive that, I mean, and a nicer simply, person simply like I mean when love I think, we're, way. I think we're arguing about labels instead of just acknowledging what's true right well, and so okay. right, like, <laughs> there we go because we're talking really about like, keep it simple <laughs> keep it simple and the fact is that the more you use something the more you will develop uh, like if you don't use something, then it will atrophy. Okay, so like right, right. Yes. when you like when it if you're not exposed to something, uh, then you don't perceive it. Then you wouldn't need the sensory organ to. If you don't use, do you lose it. Like okay, for instance, like I have a feeling that you're you're down with this idea. I have a lot of friends who are um, psychic, mediums, or really? or yes, and they. Absolutely, I have a friend. Do they all know I have a that friend each other who actually no, they don't. They are very different people. <laughs> from it, you would be surprised. Do they know each other, or you are just friends? Uh, a couple, them some of them do. Some of them do. I work with a couple of witches, actually. I work um, with a couple of witches. Actually, <laughs> another good sentence for me to write down. Who are they? The two witches you work. With? Oh, the two. Witches are they a couple? They are kind of a couple. They're a couple of witches. They're a couple. They are both witches. Two. Well, they call themselves witches playfully. Are uh, they a couple? First of all. They're two women. Two women. Uh, they are very good friends. Yeah. They have referred to themselves as soulmates. However, I don't think they are romantic uh, that I know. That's <laughs> uh, They're Sheena Menina and Amberly Carter. I work with oh, them. They're called the, the Basic Witches. They're they're now the Basic Witches. The Basic Witches. Yeah. Why are they basic? Um. <laughs> What'd you say their names there again? Sheena, Sheena. Menina. Sheena Menina. That's her real name? That's her real name. She has a podcast, actually, and in oh, the introduction cool. of her podcast, which is done by Amberly, they say that that is her real name. Because it Sheena Menina is Sheena her real name. And the other one's name. called Amberly something. Amberly Carter, yeah. Amberly so, Carter. Mm-hmm. It's almost impossibly good, isn't it? That's I a know. great name. Both right? of them are great, aren't <laughs> they? They are. Sheena Menina and Amberly Carter, the witches. Yes, and the basic you, witches. And you're an acupuncturist. What do they have to do with acupuncture? Or do well, so else? I work with them at Raw Republic. So mm-hmm. Sheena owns Raw Republic. She, she she's the, yes, you met spot? Sheena. Yes, yeah, the juice spot upstairs. She's the woman I bought the ginger shots of ginger yes. off. I love her. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's I didn't know she was a witch. Did she put a curse she on She just there? started. So basically, they both do energy work. I mean, I do energy work, too. I don't call myself a witch. They, they started... Um, they started doing a podcast, yeah. and then over the course of the podcast, they were like, let's call it ourselves something. Okay, witches. And then they decided to call each other basic witches, Dude. and it's taken off. They're, they're now doing this thing. And I started a podcast. Yeah. We've been calling it Happy Hour, but why don't we call ourselves Warlocks? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> From now you on. have to be more enthusiastic. I bet well, Amberly was more enthusiastic when she was going around with the, the rebranding plan. I'm just thinking about it. You know? Okay. Warlocks is good. Um, <laughs> this, the logo is going to be killer. <laughs> so they weren't really witches. They just made it up on a podcast, is what you're saying. Right. They're basically, right. they're kind of, That's they're trying to legitimize. I, okay, I'm not going to speak for them. I think that they're just, they're having fun with the idea of energy work. And I can say that they're both very talented energy healers. I can, you know, Sheena has worked on me before where she'll be across a room and I can feel her. 
I can feel her working on me. So it's, I, like I mean, it's, so, it's, right. so, uh, it's amazing. So I guess what I, the whole point I'm trying to say, though, is that um, their abilities developed, first of all, because they were open to the possibility of it happening, even though most people don't acknowledge that it's possible. So mm-hmm. they're open. So and they set the intention. Yeah. Right. They suspend belief. They sent, disbelief, set the yeah. intention of... Um, of, of this being possible, first of all, and then uh-huh. they and then they're open to the impressions that come to them, and it's incredible the kind of things that uh, have unfolded mm-hmm. that I've heard. So okay. and that, that there's well, no other th- way. What to kind of things are you talking about? Uh, okay, so <laughs> could they be delusional? Uh, or that could they have this? They're tuning into something. They're tuning into something. Uh, right, but could it all be in their confirmation heads bias? No, not at all. Okay. I've had okay. Okay, so what let me talk about my own. I won't talk. I don't want to talk about something okay. that is sort of out of. I shouldn't be speaking about, but I can just say. What are you drinking? <laughs> After another one of those, you might be fine. What is? What I know, is right? I'm getting kind of nervous. I'm like, I don't want to talk about someone's personal information. That's. I want to talk about me and my experience, right? Okay, let's talk about love. Well, I got oh, a lot gosh. of stuff to talk uh, about. I've yeah. got a lot of stuff to let's talk move about on. you, cat. Let's Wait. talk to Catherine. All yeah, right. Catherine okay. has been so and then quiet. We're coming back. <laughs> I'm just taking it all in. After <laughs> we talk to you, Catherine, I'm coming back to talk about this Instagram let's, post let's of yours that I just saw today before we came here, Noel. Okay. Because I've got a lot of questions about that. Actually, that's a long post. <laughs> oh, it's I guess really interesting. Have a Very interesting. It's in big print, though. <laughs> oh, that's how we do it when we're warlocks. <laughs> right. <laughs> we print out stuff, and it comes out big. Yep. And and bold. I don't know why it did that on my print of it anyway. <laughs> So, Catherine, anyone talk about you? Oh, God. I guess so, yeah. Are you a witch or warlock, or do you have any sort of energy experience? Can you move things across the table just by thinking? That would be fantastic, but no, I don't have any special powers. You know, working on I don't think I do. Aside from here. being a musician, now, you've been on that show before because you were played mm-hmm. in a band called Social Set. That's what you're on. Yeah, it last was time you were like four here. years ago, almost I know. to the day. Yeah, I can't believe we've been doing this for ago. that long. I know that was at Casa Borrega. They, yeah. The restaurant wasn't even ready. They were still. It wasn't um, even open. Renovating. Now yeah. it's too hip yeah. for us to be there. I know. We're not hip enough to be at Casa Borrega anymore. I suppose but, so, but Wayfair has equally good food, so you're yeah, all, you've well, worked listen, it all we out. We love it here. So I remember that you were a clinical musical therapist back then. Mm-hmm. In the, in yeah, the I still am. Yeah, I've been practicing still. still. So mm-hmm. you're kind of a healer as well. We're all healers here. Yeah, in Me a different and way. Some scientifics. Mm-hmm. Some. Well, yes. I want to talk more. <laughs> <laughs> so... What, do you, what is musical therapy? You were working with autistic kids, as I remember. Is that correct? Um, uh, yeah, I was working with some special needs and a lot more mental health. And I've spent the last couple of years primarily serving mental health populations. And ironically, transitioning back to special needs. So ah. gone the full circle. So you were teaching autistic kids? No. Uh, right now, most of my you students were, though, are... Yeah. Mm-hmm. But a I mix of autism, but much that. more uh, Given that I'm mental deaf health. and blind, I can still remember what someone said to me four years ago. Not yes. bad. Not That's bad. pretty good. She made quite the impression. Mm-hmm. <laughs> apparently. I know, barely. Um, yeah, so actually right now I primarily work with special needs adults and students, um, Down syndrome, cerebral palsy, Rett syndrome, Williams, a few autistic So you do musical choices. therapy with Music people therapy. with Down mm-hmm. syndrome? 
Yeah, so music therapy is using music-based interventions to achieve non-music-based goals, so helping individuals uh, work on things like speech and communication function, uh, fine and gross motor skills, by things like instrument playing and singing, songwriting. So you're teaching people with Down syndrome to play instruments, is that right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, it-, it depends. Right now, I primarily serve a lot of group settings, so the opportunity for teaching an actual instrument isn't really present, but we do a lot of percussion playing, so kind of along those lines and actually so right now all the work i do i think this is pretty cool so i'm just going to give it a shout out but all the work i do is sponsored through the philharmonic orchestra here and wow. so in my sessions every week they send a string quartet cool yeah which so like wow. when you saw me four years ago i was the only musician and now this is really you fantastic band, you the band together i do <laughs> and i mean i pick out the repertoire and i send it to them but it's great because when you're working in a group if i have 10 students with like varying levels of um, cognitive functioning and it's just me, and I have a guitar. That's a lot to manage yeah, and yeah. kind of assess where they are. Um, okay. But with the string quartet, they're just taking it away. So I can get, like, eye to eye level or use hand over hand to work on, like, specific movements and stuff. Mm. So it's really cool. And this is all through the orchestra. It's a program they do called Soul Strings. Um, it's in its third year. I helped uh, get it off the ground with them, and that's primarily what I do my work through now. Why Soul so. Strings and not Heart Strings, do you think? Well, there is a HeartStrings mm, program. I knew, it. I knew it. Yeah, there's a HeartStrings program. I think it originated in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Amanda cool. Worslin, who's the community outreach yeah, director, yeah. LPO. Shout out to Amanda. Yeah, so Amanda and I have been old friends, and she saw what HeartStrings was doing, decided she wanted to bring that to New Orleans and get it running through grants. Um, and we're friends and knew we would work well together, and cool. she recruited me to do the program. So it's Soul Strings just because HeartStrings was taken knew elsewhere. It. Well, <laughs> I, have, I, I have a question for you about that, actually, sure. and for everybody. That we, Graham and I were talking about this during the week. Do mm-hmm. souls have a gender? I don't. I mean, I. Are souls I can't be the end all be all in this. I don't think we know a lot of things until we're dead. But um, mm. I would say no. I don't medium. think a soul should have a gender. You say souls have <laughs> no soul. gender, so it's neither male or female. No. Your soul. Yeah. Okay. Mm. I think. I think no gender. You guys, players. Uh, I'm gonna have to say I think it's genderless as well. Genderless. I think it's fluid. I think it's a fluid gender. Uh, fluid. Yeah, yeah, like I can so come back as a woman. We, you know? Maybe you've already, already been a woman. Maybe you might yeah. already be one. I'm you, sure you are. Yeah, mm. I can see that. What's that supposed to mean? You can, <laughs> you can, Noel, you can see that with your third eye that Andrew was a woman. How long ago are we talking about? This morning? Oh, you know, 500 years ago. Five, something like that. Oh, really? 500 Have you guys read that, that long? Uh, Many Lives, Many Masters book? That was yes, a good one. Brian, yeah, was Brian Weiss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you read that? Science. Yeah. What's it all about? Uh, well, it's, a, it's about a psychologist who talks about dealing with a patient that he uh, does a pl- plenty of hypnotherapy with and gets her back into these past lives. And she, she comes up with a lot of interesting information on where perhaps she gets her issues from in these past lives and what happens and gets deeper into this uh, media, uh, in-between space where, uh, you know, the thesis of the, where the title of the book comes from, which is uh, she gets to talking to the to the masters of or the god essentially the gods perhaps or something a little lower than a god but but these these masters of this uh you know repetitious life to life thing someone who's running uh, the whole show yeah so so the the psychologist is able to ask these masters you know do we do we go through how many masters are there and how many lives do we go through and he says there she says the person in hypnotherapy the patient says there are many lives and many masters mm. you know it's just this interesting cyclical uh and the idea th- the theory is that our past lives have influence on our current life yeah yeah totally and so yeah. it's adding up to something yeah it's kind of like uh 
there will be uh, consequences for living your life uh, poorly, you know, uh, perhaps unethically, you know, in the next life and vice versa. How do they explain then that they started off with how many people, like a few people in Africa and... And now there's 7 billion people in every country in the world. Grant, there's ask the masters, people. dude. Um, <laughs> who would know something? Do you guys know something about that? Noel, Blaise, no. Where do the souls come from? How are they being replicated? Are they breathing? No. Catherine? Don't look at me. I'm a no. lifelong Catholic, so I'm going to go with that <laughs> you just doctrine and kind of pass on this Do you go to Mass regularly? I do. You yeah, do, every week? Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. And so you believe in the whole thing? Uh, not all of it, but, you know, most of it. You just it, pick yeah. and choose whatever you feel like believing No, in. not necessarily. Well, I think there are definitely some ethics and doctrines in the Catholic Church that are very, like, ethically inappropriate, you know? Ethically inappropriate. Uh, yeah. Another good like, phrase you know. for me to write down, Andrew. But um, luckily, you know, even though it's a the Catholic term is this is a universal church, I think every church varies. And the one I go to is fairly liberal and, you know, doesn't you things like liber- preach about anti, you know, gay marriage and things like that. So you can have so. liberal Catholicism. It's oh, yeah, I'm certainly a liberal Catholic. Yeah, I know. It sounds great. Hey, we drink the most <laughs> wine, though, of all the Christian religions, so it makes sense well, to have the most that's, liberal. That's, isn't that the blood of Jesus, though? It's not actually wine, by the way. See, that's what I don't believe. So you don't guess believe it depends. That. I thought that was. I like have a, a hard time believing in the mysticism of Isn't this that stuff. Isn't a fundamental? Yeah. 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 Saying that you have to believe that this is my body and this I is know. my blood. I know. Exactly. I know. So you think it's just I consider. A, a I would say more a cultural Catholicism yeah, for me, yeah, but yeah. I certainly believe in the but basic you go, foundations. Anyway, you go every Sunday to church. That's cool. I do. Yeah. I think. I mean, it's not necessarily a religion thing for me. Sometimes it's just having you know some time to kind of. What? Sort of a dating thing? No. <laughs> no, God, no. <laughs> no, sitting there and then like, having time to really push yourself to think about, like, what is your purpose? What are you doing? How are you, like, morally pushing forward? And I think it's a time that you set out to do that every week, and it helps me, it's you like know, med- in a very busy day-to-day life to do that. Is that like meditation? Yeah, I consider it like a form of meditation. Right. For me. Everyone has their own way of doing it. And do you believe there's a God who's running the whole show? Mm-hmm. I do. What yeah. about the masters and the lives? You know, that's right. I'm, I'm a little less educated. I have to start reading some more, I guess. It, I don't know. Be careful. Don't read that book because if you believe it, you might not be Catholic anymore. I know. I did spend hmm. a, a, a couple of months in India one year studying Buddhism. And, um, and yeah, and I certainly found that there's a lot more of like in regards to just principles for living your life. I, I align myself more with than a lot of the Christian religions. But, you know, whatever keeps you grounded. And this is something I grew up with and, you know, reminds me of my family and things like that. What made you go to India in the first place and do that? Um, I just wanted to do something really different and um, I was at Loyola and it was towards the end of my time there and um, I'd spent a lot of time doing service work throughout that throughout school and before school and just figured it was a good time to go see something yeah and push myself a little more. What did you think? Oh I loved it. Um, yeah it was, we spent a lot of time in Delhi which is like this crazy overwhelming beautiful city with crazy smells and people pooping on the street and i love i loved it every minute and then we spent a lot of time in northern india yeah well we spent a lot of time in northern india and it was so peaceful and quiet i was like take me back to delhi i want the craziness i want the you know the people running by you and pushing you out of the way i don't know there's so much like vivid life happening that i was really into but were you going to go back there 
Uh, no, I have other places I want to go next. What's next? Uh, say, uh, I'll be going to Peru in April, um, spending a month there and doing some backpacking. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Hey, so anyway, when you were in the social set, weren't mm-hmm. you the saxophone player? Yeah, Sage. Uh, Sage Newell, she actually played sax for Johnny Sketch in the but Dirty I thought Notes. you were the saxophone player. No. Mm-mm. What did you play? I was a vocalist and guitar player, like okay. I still am. Yeah. Like you still are. Yeah. So you have a guitar here. I do. <laughs> so why don't we haul that out okay. before Christian Unruh jumps all over me and says that I didn't invite you to play early enough in the show so okay go get that Sorry. and then shall I ask Noel one question from this in the meantime oh, no, I yes I'll come back. No, no she's ready she's okay, ready okay alright we'll come back to that in a minute <laughs> okay so now you play by yourself mm-hmm. or you have your own thing you don't play with social set anymore yeah um, well the long you still have to talk into that mic the long and short of that uh, is um, I got kind of burned out being a band leader is fun, but chaotic, and you know, um, found I got wrapped up in a lot of the things of the aspect of managing a band, like promotion and press and booking, and stopped writing as much. So took some time away from that, um, but realized I couldn't keep music out forever. So, so yes, and I've been doing solo stuff for nearly a year now. I mean, I still play. I have another guitar player who plays along with me a couple times. Right. And does anyone ever tell you, you sound like Joni Mitchell? God, all the time. All the time. <laughs> but it's fan- it's just I mean, crazy to me because I didn't grow up listening to anything close to that. I grew up listening to Shaka Khan and Brandy and Lauren Hill and like Patti LaBelle. I didn't listen to Joni Mitchell until I was like 21. And people would be like, you sound just like her. I'm like, who is this? You know, um, so it's just funny. I, I get it a lot. But I have a, you know, that's something where like I feel a lot of female singer-songwriters get that. If they have much of a so? range and they go between the range, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I'll I'm, be the judge of this. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. Do you think? Well, I've talked to more than a few now that I run this songwriter series, and I've had quite a few female. You run you know, a songwriter series? Yeah, I do. Where? Uh, at the International House Hotel on Thursday nights, but it's all female focused. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Andrew was a woman in the past by. life, so don't worry about yeah, that. Yeah. So, um, but I've been doing this for seven months now, and I've had quite a few girls also say the same thing. People say, "Oh, that you sound just like Joni Mitchell," and they're like, "Why?" You know, we all sound so different, and I kind of agree with them. Um, mm. do I don't know if it's just a common comparison with I'm, female singers. I can't wait to burn you down on that comment then, Grant. I can't but, wait. Okay. But maybe, maybe you do. I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll give I've you my heard, honest opinion. I've yeah. heard hundreds of singer-songwriters, female singer-songwriters that, yeah. don't, that don't sound like Joni Mitchell. I mean, I listen to you and I'm like, wow, it's, a, yeah. it's uncanny. Huh? Well, let's see. Yeah. But it's I'm not, a, ba- it's not a bad out. thing. Yeah. I would not say No, it's an not insult. an insult by any means. No, I don't mean it's an insult. It's just shocking. Every time someone says I'm like... But it's also wow. the perceptiveness of the lyrics and the subject matter and the whole Yeah, writing whole style thing. plays a part in that. Yeah. Sure. So well, let's take, what are you going to play? Yeah, um, well, I'm going to get a little more comfortable first, so that's all right. Look at the name and, of the um, guitar, would you? What this is, is actually not mine. I am ashamed to say I do not own an acoustic guitar. I own multiple um, semi-hollow electrics. But yeah, you look good with that big electric guitar. That looks oh, cool. Oh, thank, <laughs> thank you. I thought um, you were going to bring that today. Well, I was told to come and play acoustic, so okay. I do what I'm told. Yeah, okay. Um, so who did you borrow this off of? This is from my other guitar player who plays with me. His name is Steve Panacek. Y'all might, he, used, he came on this years ago with the fake Carls back in the day, but the he runs sound at Tepatinos yes, and runs sound a couple other venues around the city. Great what's, slide guard guitar player. What's so the name of that stone? Shatuck type. <laughs> and what's the name of a guitar? Oh, um, nothing like that. Not even that. close. No, okay. A Takami? Yeah. Pretty close. <laughs> Um, well, I'm going to take my headphone off so I can hear it. Uh, this one's called Lullaby to Preston, and I'm not going to give you the background yet. I'm just going to go ahead and...
play it. All right. So.
So Johnny Mitchell. <laughs> Catherine Rosewood. Catherine, before we go any further, where can we get that? Anywhere on the internet? Yeah, actually, um, what? I'm sorry. I think you do sound like Johnny Mitchell a little bit, not so much in timbre as in like useful phrasing. Oh, yeah, This sure, is Asher Griffith. He's, he's, a, he's a music student. No, uh-huh. graduate. Cool. Not even a student. It's true. Um, so, so he agrees with me about that. That song, it's called Lullaby Depressin. It is on iTunes as a standalone single. There's a YouTube video for it. Um, it was featured on American Songwriter Magazine earlier this year on their website. Um, so you can definitely find it around. And American Songwriter Magazine it. chose mm-hmm. you to talk about. Yeah, it was a daily discovery. It's like the song of the day to listen to or something. It doesn't mean Well, congratulations on that. Like that's, a pretty, that's pretty impressive, isn't it? Thanks. Thanks. Of all the songs that are written every day in America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Andrew, isn't that's that? That's a big deal. That's that's it is. That? Yeah. There's a lot of shitty songs out there, and that's <laughs> yeah. not one of them, you know? Right. Exactly. <laughs> well put. Well, thank you. Thanks. What did you think, Andrew? Yeah, I thought it was great. I think... Uh, I think I, I recognize what you're saying, you know, about the the element of uh, melodic sensibility sometimes, but you don't totally sound like Joni Mitchell, so yeah. don't let it phase you. <laughs> That's I really am not offended. The, I'm just uh, always like, where does this come from? Definitely, like, you know, your thoughts of um, the, the R&B or soul nature of the people that you mentioned, that comes through for sure in that mm-hmm. tune, you know? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. What did you guys think, boys? <laughs> no, I thought I thought she caught me rocking and smiled at me <laughs> midway through. Uh, nice. uh, yeah, it was satisfying. I liked it. It's Thank definitely you. soulful. No, it definitely has a lot of soul it. in it. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. I thought it was beautiful. I love your voice. Thank you. Yeah, Appreciate it's very beautiful. That's a tough thing to do to sit at a table this close. Yeah. Yeah. Stare across the table at a people you don't know and right. have to play like that. That's well, a pretty but, no, but if you're a, a Gigging musician, that's like that's what you do. Normal do. Habit. <laughs> right. That's what you do. People are staring, Hope have expectations. Mid set, realize this <laughs> like is I not working. Money. We're all <laughs> looking yeah. at you, thinking, "I paid Joey money for Mitchell. this. It's better than <laughs> good." And it's a pretty personal song too to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm here to talk about the songwriter series, but this kind of works in that vein. So because um, for so long with Social Set, and I played with another band that's like rock and blues. Um, it was all about what music gets people moving and you know getting on the dance floor and buying more drinks and stuff like that. Um, but that's not really like where the core of my songwriting comes from. I certainly, I'm a musician because I feel like that's the best way I commu- can communicate. So I got into music therapy and I want to make connections with people. So there's a lot more intimate songwriting that I do um, that I wasn't finding like the right vehicle for. And then um, I lost a brother to suicide last year. And... Um, kind of took a break from things and definitely changed my purpose for myself with music um, and this, so this song is kind of my letter to him um, and it also in the same way brought brought around the songwriter series because when I released this it was kind of a one-off project but the idea of I know that there are other people who need to hear these words um, because there are a lot of people who can't reach out and say for themselves like I just need to know that there's someone else like me that feels like this um, you know, and I had some folks reach out, and which is great. You know, the power of social media and the internet. People reaching out and saying, um, "This helped me realize, like, if I, if I really take my life, there are other people who are going to suffer severe repercussions too, and I need to do something about this." Wow! And your yeah. song got that message across. To me. Yeah, yeah. So, and then um, the hotel happened. Uh, one of the girls who uh, I know who works at the hotel found the song and we're like we've been having songwriters you know every week but it's just a kind of 
come in and play for a couple hours, and we really want to make this more of an intimate kind of like VH1 unplug style thing. Mm-hmm. Totally focus on female songwriters and let them be in this element of like a stripped down environment where they can express these. Like I could play this kind of music to a crowd that wants to hear it, not a bar that's like, oh, shut up, where's my beer drink? You know, like I want to you know, get drunk is, and have a good time. It is actually in a bar, though, right? It is a bar, yeah. It's a very intimate space, um, small, very bohemian. Um, the owner of the hotel is very big into all like the Laurel Canyon songwriting um, and wants to make that a focus. So, and Just tell us where it is again. Yeah, it's at the Loa Bar in the International House Hotel, and that's at 221 Camp Street. So uh, just just a block off a canal going towards the CBD. And that's every Thursday from 8 to 10. I host it and play songs like this and other, you know, more kind of introspective It's all female singer-songwriters, but anybody can go, Mm -hmm. obviously. Yeah, and every week I have a new guest, always female. Uh, We've had an occasional male, but, you know, just work better going with all female. Is it a good place for guys to meet women? You know, I think so because there's a lot of girls who come to like That's relish in the thinking. evening. Yeah, right. yeah. And they're all sensitive. And, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Drunk. It's not a bad spot. Yeah, yeah. Mm, sensitive and drunk is a good. A good and the combo. and the drinks are strong and delicious. Right so on. you know, like, okay, yeah, I guess you. that kind of helps in that, that vibe. It's a very like romantic setting. So low lights. Okay. Plush sofas. You know, I guess you could Sounds pretty meet nice. a lady there if you and want. And it's Thursday night. <laughs> Thursday night, and it's free. So and it's go. free as well. Yeah, and I have a new guest every week. So right. tomorrow okay. I have uh, Ruby Rendrag from Music Shed Studios, who runs a GM over there, and she has her own band. She's playing. Next week we'll have Darcy Malone. We've got Angelica Joseph from Tanging the Bangs. Oh, really that. Cool. So we have a, a stacked wow. lineup. Yeah, that I can't wait. That is really great. Yeah. Man, that is awesome. Yeah. And they play different stuff. They play their own stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Everyone's a lot of people, stuff you know, that's personal to them rather than exactly stuff personal with their band. to them. Things that are that's songs they don't idea. get to play often. Yeah. Maybe it's stuff that their bands are like, I don't want to do this, you know. And then this is their opportunity right. to do something different. Yeah, cool. And then we play a set together, so they'll come to me and give me like five or six songs, and we'll restructure them as duets and play them. Oh, that's great! Yeah. Hey, can you play something sort of, um, sort of bland? Bland? Yeah, background music. Some sort of bland background music for me to read these commercials over. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. You just want me to, like, pick yeah. something? Yeah, okay. just come up with some sort of, uh, I don't know, some jazzy sounding. That's good, right? Is that good? Do you want it slower, quieter? No, no, that's fine. What do you think, Andrew? That's what we're looking for? That's kind of Macy's. I'm thinking more Sears. Can you do Sears? <laughs> you <ready? laughs> Okay. This won't take long. There's only two of these to read. Thank you very much to Basics Swim and Gym. We can get a full range of fashion swimsuits, workout, and yoga clothes. Hey, please. Comedic yoga. Comedic yoga. You can get those. They all come with style, actually. You can get a bikini, a one-piece, a cover-up. In fact, everything you need for the beach or pool is at Basics Swim and Gym. It's right next to the lingerie store, Basics Underneath, on Magazine Street near Jefferson Avenue. Thanks to the guys at Hangover Destroyer which is the only all-natural product medically proven to prevent a hangover. Have you heard about that? I have not. Check it out. You go to the Hangover Destroyer website. It's called hdestroyer.com. If you write happy hour on the coupon code, they'll give you 30% off of your first order of Hangover Destroyer. So you two can seize the dawn. How about that, Noel? Sounds great. I it wish does... I would have heard of that last night. What were you doing last night, Blaze? Uh, Thanks. Like... That's the end of it. I won't. Catherine? I, I won't Catherine talk, about... I won't talk about it. You want to talk about it? I want to talk about it. We'll have another drink and then we'll talk about it. Maybe. Who were you with? Anyone exciting? No, random people. I just met them at the bar. Really? Yeah. So it's kind of like today all over again. It was a warm-up. That's my every day. 
Is it? Do you yeah. spend a lot of time in bars chatting to people bartend. you don't know? What's that? I actually bartend. Oh, you're a bartender. <laughs> so uh, that I spend a lot of time <laughs> in bars. And yeah. you're a bartender who gets drunk with the customers? No, no, absolutely not. That no, a- absolutely not. That, we're not allowed to do that at all. This was, I, I was off yesterday, so I went to so a So your day bar. off, you go to another bar. Well, yes. you must like alcohol. Well, I mean, they have sangria specials on Tuesdays, so I went over there for a sangria special. Okay, and you yeah. like sangria, obviously. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so where do you bartend? Where can uh, we go and meet you? Ace Hotel. At the Ace, so oh, you're cool. hip as well. I, th- I like to think I'm hip. <laughs> you must be, because they only hire hipsters Hello. there, right? Uh, Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm cool enough to be cool, but uncool to be a hipster. I'm not oh, that cool. Oh, now we've really gone down. I'm not that cool, cool enough to cool. be cool, but not hip enough to be hip. Exactly. I'm not that cool. I'm not I'm not intentionally cool. It just happens. Well, that's the best type of cool, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's why so I'm not cool. a hipster. You're so cool you're not a hipster. I see hipster is trying to <laughs> Trying be. to be cool. Right. I never, knew, I never <laughs> realized that <laughs> distinction. Hipsters take it from the fast lane to the bike lane, and you got to stay in the fast lane. You know what I mean? Nice. Yeah. Wow! Just, just another good one. Okay, yeah. all right. Did you just make that up? I think he yeah, did. I've just, never. That's how we do good. it on the wa- yeah. on the Warlock podcast. Okay, all right. Just waxing alcoholic here. Yeah. There you go. Talking of waxing. <laughs> yeah. <that's right. laughs> what about that? <laughs> what a great Euro- segue. European wax. I feel like we should. Uh, they should be, the should next be a sponsor. sponsor yeah. For sure. Brought yeah, to you by the European. Listen, if Basics underneath lingerie store and swimming gym can be, we're looking pretty good. They go hand in hand. They do, you need they? to visit that place. Not sure, place. hand in hand are the words I would use, While but certainly some organ. Can, can I just say this is the first show we've ever had, which is all girl, uh, all women, excuse me, uh, um, guests uh-huh. today. Yeah. Okay. Oh, cool. First time I that know of. Is that, is that right? Yeah, is this the first one ever? I wouldn't know. I think it is. <laughs> I mean, I'd have to look that up. You've been here longer than I. Have, I'd have right? to go through the records. Yeah. Listen here. This is the Instagram post that um, that you posted, Noel. Yes. It says, hey, you all, I'll be one of the guests on the It's New Orleans radio show tonight. Tune in. Well, it's not really radio, but I guess close enough. Tune in live <laughs> on the It's New Orleans Facebook stream or listen in later on the podcast. I'm not sure what they're going to ask me. It could be about... So this I thought, true. I'm going to read this list of the things that you thought we might oh, be right. talking oh, about. Yeah. Yeah. And then we, everybody can vote. We can pick one. Yeah, sounds good. Okay. <laughs> I like this. Yeah. What about this? It could be about infinite... Po- I'll just go through them all and then we'll get... There's not that many. There's quite a few. Infinite possibilities. Energy work. Eastern medicine. Love-based medicine. Healing. My eating disorder. Meditation. Needleless acupuncture. There's really good ones. Working next to witches. We talked about those. Should we put them all in a hat? We talked about that. Amina and Amberly, right? Yeah. Raw yeah. Republic. We touched on that as well with the, with the mm-hmm. Jewish thing. Shamans. <laughs> Listen to how many there are. Hawaii. Wow. Qigong, which I don't know what Qigong is. Do you know Qigong, what that is, anyone? Energy work. That's uh, like, you know. Blaze knows that. Yeah, it's energy. No, no, it's just an energy work. It's Eastern medicine okay. like, uh, energy work or, healing or why I was destined for New Orleans Close. <laughs> who knows yeah. it's going to be Related. fun okay so yeah. you're off about that fun aspect but other than that yeah. so which one of these things do you think would be good to talk about Catherine I'm interested like about the non-needle acupuncture Same. I want to know what that entails non-needle acupuncture okay Blaze do you have any uh, requests we, yeah let's talk more about the Qigong you want Qigong okay so that's one needleless acupuncture two Qigong Andrew, do you have anything? I did actually was thinking I was thinking needleless acupuncture. So you're on that as well. I'm interested in my eating disorder. I knew he was going to pick that one. 
go I, to I'm the dark place. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm not going to make you Pull talk it about out. it first, but I'm fascinated why, of all these sort of interesting things, you would then make it so personal. My eating disorder is so different from all the other ones. Mm. Blaze, yeah, did you know true. that? That you know I was going to say oh, that absolutely. because of the third eye aspect. No, because you like to ask people the difficult questions. Mm. Ah, okay. Mm. So you think <laughs> my eating disorders? Yeah. I guess anyway. Let's go back to number one: needleless acupuncture. Okay. What would that be? <clears throat> so I was trained in something called shakaju therapy. Shakaju, right? That next shakaju. Yeah, mushroom it's, it's crystal. <laughs> Is that like shock? <laughs> right, that's very similar. Is that that's like shakaju? As oh, in a Jewish person, or says that it's a t- look. It's, it's a Japanese shakajun. name. It's S H A K U J U. Shakuju. Yeah. So shaku is a term that relates to like a pain or tender spot. So shakuju is a. It's it's basically. So all of this is in the realm of working with the body as a system that conducts energy. So I can I can use acupuncture needles as a way to create balance in your body and balance energy in your body. People can do it without like Reiki is something an energy work that Sheena and Amberly do are do are done without even touching your body. And then Shakaju is sort of this weird in between where I'm using a tool called a Shakaju needle or something called a Tation. It's Japanese. What does a shakaju needle look like? It looks like an actual needle. So if you go to my Instagram, I actually posted one today. I was ah, at work like earlier a little, today. Like and a needle you would sew with? Or uh, no, it looks like an acupuncture needle. So it has a, it has a little handle, and then uh, it's made of stainless steel. Right. And it, from, if you just look at it, it looks like it will puncture you. But if I were to touch you, I should have brought one. Well, if I were to touch you, yeah. it would never go in. It never, okay. it, it never goes so past the surface layer of the skin. So it's not needleless then. Yes, it's a misnomer. I guess it should be called punctureless, mm. right? But they refer to that's okay. sort of how they refer to it. But it, it, it meaning like you won't be feeling a needle going into you. In other words, Is it's it a tool. Less effective? No, it's not less. It's different. So acupuncture core therapy is another way that you could call it. Another term that they use for this type of treatment. And so basically it's more restorative. It's working with the core of your body. So if you think about if you think about energy and the way it flows or even if you don't think about energy but just think about the most important uh, part of your body being in the core, right? Like all of our major organs are here in the core and then the farther away from that we go, the it, less Important, Like, you can get your arm cut off, but you can't really be severed in half. All the important stuff is in the core. So, Shakaju works with the core of your body. It's and like Pilates. Of, well, For but in terms of... So, here, let me just break it down to what a treatment would be like. So, you would okay. come in. It's really restorative. So, if you're, if you're depleted, if you're recovering from something... If you're very sense, uh, if you're hungover, yeah, sure. (laughs) Um, it would be really good for you. So you would come in and I would do some diagnostics. I would, I would palpate on your belly for some tender spots. So I learned from this Japanese sensei, Sensei Kobayashi. Sensei Kobayashi says that any tender spots in the body is a sign of deficiency. Mm. So it's your body, like there's something wrong. So I would check for tender spots. You would be like, ow, this, this is tender. And then I would use the shakaju needle or a tation. A tation is definitely not a needle. It's, it's, it's thick. It's made of silver, copper, or gold. These are basically tools used to conduct energy. And I'm, and I'm using my consciousness to do it. So it's very 
Okay. Um, so are, are, it's it's a different. So acupuncture. So it's the definition of touchy feely. Touchy feely, and we're connecting. So we're it's a very intimate process where you're telling me what you feel, and you're telling me how it's changing as the treatment's going on. So we'll do a little bit of contact needling on your belly to see if those tender spots change, and then I'll check for some other tender spots, and then we'll use. A lot of uh, we'll do a lot of work on your spine because all of the major organ systems are innervated. How much time am I putting aside for this? It's an hour. hour. A treatment is an hour. I could do that, right? Yeah, Yeah. it's great. Shaka juice is so great. I use something called moxa, which is uh, an herb. Well, moxa bustion is the process of burning the herb. We say moxa for short. It's called Artemis mugwort. I wish I would have brought... Artemis these things are so mugwort. weird. I should. I really need to bring them with me because you're all looking at me like, what the hell? So it's like a little herb that's it's loose, and I form it into a little tiny pyramid, and I'll put it on top of some tender spots along your spine to sort of uh, increase the energy flow along those areas. And it creates... It just creates... If you leave a Shakuji treatment and you should feel much more integrated, much more like yourself, stronger... After one treatment? Yes, after one treatment. I mean, some things... The more... The longer you've been... How much? The longer you've been dealing with something, typically the more chronic something is, because this is subtle work, it takes longer for it to to actually heal. Like, I'm not fixing anything. I'm helping your body do the healing itself. It's a different way of looking at how How it happens. How much is it? For now, uh, a Shakuji treatment at Raw Republic is it's one twenty five for the first session, and then it's one fifteen after that. That's not bad. That sounds about right, yeah. doesn't it? Wouldn't you yeah. think? Yeah. Okay. All right. Does that answer your question, Catherine, about yeah. needleless oh, yeah. acupuncture? That was very informative. That was a very <laughs> good I feel like indeed. I have a pretty clear picture of what exactly what it is. That's exactly what I thought it was. <laughs> oh, good, great. Huh. Yeah. I was well, looking at your faces and I was like, "Oh gosh, oh, really? It's a tough audience." It's a <laughs> well, it's it's something that I feel I'm so used to doing it that when I'm explaining it, I want to make sure that it's making sense to someone who's never yeah, seen totally, this well, kind totally of stuff before. Sense. It's weird. Yeah, it's, it was, it's a weird way. Of okay, so now uh, number two, Blaze requests Qigong, which is spelled Q I G O N G. Qi is energy, right? So there's Tai Chi, which is is the you've seen Tai Chi before, right? Have you guys seen Tai Chi? So yeah. Tai Chi is is moving slowly and using your energy force to fight someone, right? So it's using energy in order to to interact with someone in a like martial arts way. Is it, Qigong is, is some, it fighting. I thought that was like meditational well, exercise. I, like it is a meditational exercise, but I think that the origination, as far as what I was taught, is that it's in it's inner. It's like it's a way to to like combat somebody that's what i was taught okay. and then qigong is more about cultivating your own energy and directing so it's not outside so it's not working the, with anything outside of you it's right. it's cultivating the energy in you so your chi your chi right. but what does the word gong mean study of study of or so cultivation a, of the cultivation right, of energy right exactly so what cultivation. Exa- so is qigong something that you do it is. is it, you perform that on people? I am no. We, no I am a it's Qigong teacher. You, you, you learn how to. Oh, you learn how to uh, cultivate your own chi. So she, you teach people how to do that. Yes, exactly. And that's something a, you can do, Blaze, as well. No, it's not something that I can do, but it's something I'm interested. In. I'm interested in Eastern medicine and you know Tai Chi, Qigong, come to Buddhism. Right uh, so you know, I did my first Zen Buddhist. 
uh, sitting uh, recently, ah. uh, which was pretty intense, but you know, definitely worth it. What uh, is that meditational as well, or is it chanting? It, uh, so we don't we don't really chant until afterwards. So it's mostly sitting, and you work on your posture, your breath, and your mind. That you know, so that's what it, that's the foundational principles of Buddhism is or Zen Buddhism is posture, breath, and attitude of mind. So you focus, you sit staring at a wall at a forty five degree angle, and try not to fall asleep. Uh, <laughs> So, um, you know, your legs are burning after about 30 minutes. Your legs are burning. You wonder if you even have legs. Right. And you do it twice. We do, we do it twice. And so... And the same thing. You do two separate hours? We do sittings. We do, we, do, we do two half-hour sittings of it. Yeah. And so, and there's a series of bows and prostrations that go along with it afterwards as well. So, so there's a lot of things that, um, like yoga and things that we're calling Eastern medicine, that have elements of meditative nature. And when we're saying that, that, that can be restorative, which I think most people would buy. Mm-hmm. But when we say medicine and i think uh i think acupuncture would be an excellent example of something that's uh being used uh to target a specific ailment now we're talking about uh medical elements how interested is the acupuncture field in uh, uh conducting blind studies where we actually do find out whether this stuff is medically uh apt or not so you're asking me to represent the entire acupuncture field, no, I guess which you're, I, you're in it. But you I know can more tell you. But I'm also a little bit of a, a, a anomaly in the sense that so shakaju is um, very much more energy work than something like Western medicine. So based. do you guys, as salespeople, uh, say you know if you have something? People. Everybody has a business. Every sorry, everybody yeah. has a business. That's what I mean. I don't mean this that you're. Is, yeah, I'm yeah. a salesperson for my music. Sure. I, that's what I mean. Okay. Um, but what, I guess what I'm asking is, is um, would, you, would you advertise as, you know, if, if something is ailing, you come in and we'll make it feel better? Okay, I see what mm-hmm. you're saying. Yeah, yeah so <clears throat> this actually ties into why I, what love-based medicine is about. And it sounds cheesy. Full circle. Yeah. I, yeah, this is this it's is beautiful the way this happened. So let's wrap it up but, with that, okay? But really, love-based medicine. What I was taught and what I've seen in myself and in clients is that when your body is, when you're developing a symptom, it's actually a blessing, right? Your symptoms are not something to fear, to try to put a Band-Aid on, to try to take a drug for, to try to get surgery. I mean, certainly there are times where that's merited or warranted, I'm sorry. Uh, but it's honoring the fact that when you have a symptom, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's your body trying to correct itself. Mm-hmm. It's saying something is wrong. Mm-hmm. Let's figure out what that is. Right. So not to address symptoms from a place of fear, right, where it's like, oh, my God, I have this thing. Something's wrong with me. I have this label. I must have this disease. And, you know, like something's wrong with my body. It's a paradigm shift to, to actually love your to, to love your body for doing what it does you know thank god that you're developing this cold instead of something going deeper mm-hmm. you know or this this allergy might be telling you that there's something wrong with uh, sure. the lining of your stomach or in, whatever there's mm-hmm. so many different ways of looking maybe maybe it's just stress induced maybe right. you need to get out of that situation so that you're in so it's, it's like positive. not making your body it's wrong it's positive to be sick or you're talking about acknowledging the fact that it's natural and not uh, to fight it, but to go with it. I actually would think it's more, it's actually positive. It's, it's positive. your body. It it's positive. like, so imagine okay. your car with the warning light, the end check engine light going off. Would you say that's positive or negative? Negative. 
Well, but, it, but imagine, well, the what imagine so it's like the, the <laughs> check engine light going off, and then you're like, oh, that's bad. I'm going to put a Band-Aid on it. But you never right. look under the hood and right, say, like, what's wrong? You're saying it's good wrong? to get Absolutely. It's right. Those signals are beautiful. It's, it's, it's okay a when you're talking about body. a cold, say. Yeah. Well, the well, sure. well, but, but if we're talking about be. stress and we're talking about acupuncture as the cure, maybe that's not the case. Maybe therapy would be better than acupuncture, well, depending on what's the stressor, right? Uh, well, it. Well, what about sure. you? What, about, dip- your, what <laughs> about your? I can tell. So, right. The, oh, wow. This is. I feel like I'm taking a lot of time. It is a therapy. I'll tell you. Yeah, acupuncture is absolutely a therapy. Um, I can tell you that I had an eating disorder for many years. I went through the, the traditional route of trying to, you know, I got therapy. I was in like a facility for at one point. I was, I mean, I did everything. They put me on antidepressants mm-hmm. and everything just sort of, nothing changed really for me. It numbed me a little bit, but nothing changed until I started actually, you know, acupuncture for me was sort of an, a reconnection to... Hang on, wait, wait, wait. Are you saying acupuncture cured your eating disorder? It was a, it was a gate. It was one of the several things that did. Yes. What were the other things? So, so acupuncture uh, created a gateway. It cleared out. It created a space where I was more in tune with myself and my body. And then other things that you know, it it was a lot of affirmations. It sounds cheesy, but those things work. It's amazing. No, if so you've got a cure for eating disorder, that would be pretty inter- yeah, interesting. Yeah, well, it, the, to find the out. cure honestly is is self love. It's love. It's like getting rid. You know, coming understanding. Um, Generally how stuff. wonderful we like, really are and how wonderful life really is. It wasn't until I started focusing on that. The more I focused on the eating disorder and trying to figure out how to, you know, it's your energy flows where your focus goes. So the more I was focused on that and trying to fix it and trying to find out why and blah, blah, blah. Okay, so just stop and nothing for a hap- nothing changed you, really until I started. How did you have this epiphany? What, what changed you? Was it a well, moment? So it was... N- um, hmm, was it a moment? No, it wasn't a moment. It was gradual. It's. It was. It was. So I think acupuncture for me cleared some things out of the way. Cle- I do a lot of clearing with acupuncture. Actually, as crazy as it sounds, that's the one thing I hear most from people. Is like, oh my god, I feel like myself again. Oh my god. And then, so once you get to that place, it's amazing because then you start to pay attention to shit that you were numbing before, or you were ignoring before. Okay. So that was like the gateway. And then from there, I just. I started actually honoring and caring about what I was doing and who I was surrounding myself with and what I was watching and, you know, made little baby steps into, like, okay, maybe I, maybe I don't have to, like, binge on this thing and maybe I can actually sit and meditate for an hour. So it was, like, meditation really helped me a lot, too. I mean, it's, it was basically just saying I had enough. Body work for me was a way for me to get back into my body, and then doing a lot of you know coming back to loving myself. Well, if someone is listening Stop to this, focus, it not not labeling myself. I remember people telling me that much like any kind of addiction, like an alcoholic, they'll say you're once you're an alcoholic, you're always an alcoholic, and they would say the same shit to me about bulimia. Most of my eating disorder was bulimia, and I remember thinking at one point, there's I couldn't even imagine eating normally. People would talk to me about that. And they would say, yep, once, you're, once you have an eating disorder, you'll always struggle with it. It's always going to be a thing. And I just think I thought that that was true. And I can tell you that is bullshit. Okay. It's such bullshit. It's such bullshit. So you can leave the whole thing behind. You can leave the whole thing behind. But, you, so if but I, not if you allow yourself to focus on that. What you need to do, or at least in my experience, is, you, is, is to 
understand the power that we have as creators of our lives, which is infinite possibilities, right? So whatever you focus on will be your life experience. So I just stopped focusing on that and I started focusing on love, on, on loving myself, on loving, you know, just experiencing life, going out in nature and spending, like, listening to myself. Were you a spiritual person before that or did someone lead you to this or how did you get to that point? Um, I think I've probably always been spiritual in some way. I've never been specifically religious. You know, I did, I was a dabbling in Catholicism for a while, and I do have a, I have a very, actually, yes, I do. I would say I probably ha- always had a very strong spiritual sense about me. Um, so if I have an eating yeah. disorder, I'm, lis- I'm listening to this conversation. Yes. Yes. What would be the one thing that I would do first, then, if I wanted to do something about it? Mm. The first thing... If, then you're off the hook. Up. Right. If you're just listening to this and yes. you want to take one step is just to forgive yourself and forgive everyone else around you. Okay. That would be the first step. I mean, right. there are many other steps. You know, go, seek out help, but truly just forgive well, yourself. Just if, forgiveness. If the help isn't working, which it doesn't for a lot of people... You know, come see me. <laughs> well, would know. you recommend acupuncture then to try that? Yeah, I, it doesn't have to be acupuncture. Of course, that was something that helped me greatly. But any kind of um, anything that gets you connected to your body and helps to clear away um, all the rigid, like whatever it is that you're dealing with. Like right. you just want to come back to a place. Yeah, I mean, it's hard for me to really say. I'm much more of an indiv- I have to see an individual to, I, I don't like to make general statements about things because I think each person is, is special right. and each case is unique. But I think the main thing is, yes, forgive yourself and, and listen to, like listen to what you really want, you know. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Great. But yeah, the general statement is love-based medicine. Yes. That's yeah, so, like, if you're having an eating disorder, it's probably because something is wrong. Like, for me, it was, it was, I, I had so much shame. I, shame. I, shame, yeah. At shame, it was a family thing that was passed down without getting into too much detail. But I think that was it. It was, like, shame and guilt from years ago. Well, and we it, have to get out of here, actually. Yeah, it's, but who this, should this we, is but deep. Who but should we blame in your family just <laughs> before we leave? <laughs> Nobody. Can we blame your dad or your no, mom or some uh-uh. uncle? No, no, no. Well, no. <laughs> no, it was just. Wasn't the uncle's it's, never, it's never really anybody's. It's never really anybody's. In my opinion, it's never really anybody's fault. I feel like we're all each other's teachers. You know, like everybody's. Well, you really turn things around, so you look at the positive the side of everything. Well, yeah. It's because of the shattuck tight. <laughs> That's done it for you. Is that uh, what? What is it supposed to do? That that stone. <laughs> we looked it up. Didn't you write it yeah, down? Yeah, but what, no, I just wrote the spelling. What is it supposed to <laughs> I do? I think it was supposed to help with communication. I think Blaze knows something. Yeah. Communic- Throat chakra. And what was the other one you're wearing? That does Labradorite. Labradorite. And what does that do? It's a magical stone. That's the magic <laughs> right there. Okay, well, that's the end of the Warlock, Warlock podcast, I believe. Yeah. It's so our first ever Warlock podcast. <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. How do you feel about being a Warlock? Basic now? Warlocks. I feel good. Basic Warlocks. <laughs> yeah. I have to write that one down as well. Yeah. This has been a pretty fun show, I'd say. I think we could go for another hour, actually, but we do have to get out of here. Let's get out of here. <clears throat> Maybe we should all come back. Okay. Yeah. Is everybody free some other time? I'll be free some other time. I feel like Blaze didn't talk enough. I feel yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. I think Blaze is too quiet. 
I think Blaze has a lot of secrets. Really? I just wasn't asking any questions. Oh. Mm. That's really what it was. Do you think with the... Is that your... <laughs> Is that your sense that Blaze has got more to say? Yes, for a sure. Lot. There's a lot going on there. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the trouble with this happy hour. Things it is only an hour. It's tough. It's real. Well, Blaze, you want to come back? Sure, I'll come back. All right. I'll come back. Okay, what do you want to talk about? Uh, well, we can talk about what I do. Uh, I'm a photographer, so we, we can talk about... We didn't talk about that at all. We didn't talk about that at all. Didn't even mention the we word photographer. Even, we, you mentioned it briefly uh, as you were reading my I was talking about when my we were to together at Edna Carr. Exactly. We, we did the always photographer and a digital something or other. Or something or another, yeah. Media, right, but somehow we didn't get onto photography. We didn't talk about it. Hmm, that's weird. It's strange. We <laughs> talked a lot about evolution and we adaptation, about, which yeah, I think exactly. got us off track. Off track. Yeah, that messed up the whole photography. I know, I know. Well, we'll yeah. talk about that next time. All okay. right, okay, that's a promise. Okay. Okay. We could talk about comedic yoga, too. Comedic yoga. Well, we talked about that a little bit, but... I don't think you... We didn't we get far enough. We didn't get far enough. You, you still okay. don't know what it is. It's African yoga. Uh, I found is there out based online? on positions in can the hieroglyphs. Are there photos of it? Yeah. yeah so Let's find out where we can find your photography since we didn't talk about okay, it. Okay, yeah. So, you, I mean, Blaze Like Fire, uh, F-Y-R-E.com. Cool. That's okay. Instagram, Facebook, all the things. Cool. So, yeah. Maybe yep. we'll come back before my exhibit, maybe. When's your yes, exhibit? Yes, when's your exhibit? Yeah. It's in March. Yes, absolutely. So come well, Graham yeah. DuPonte okay. is in charge of the okay. whole thing. Yeah, yeah, but absolutely. if you listen to this and you want to find out more about any of this stuff, go to our website, itsneworleans.com, and look for the show. I think it's probably going to be called Shattuck Tight. <laughs> Shiitake Mushroom. Shakuju. <laughs> Warlock it's Gemstone. It's got to be called that. Anyway, yeah. if you search for anybody's name on Joni Mitchell, <laughs> if you just search for anyone's name, once you get to itsneworleans.com and look, uh, get a, find Happy Hour and search for any of our names, You'll find Blaze Like Fire, yeah. Noel Eanes, Love Eanes, that is, and Catherine Rose Wood. Thank you so much for joining yeah, us, everybody. Thank That's you. happy hour for a, another week. Join us back here on the, on the Warlock Hour <laughs> one week from, from today. Our show is that produced by Graham DePonte. Who did that, actually? Nice. <laughs> Our yeah, music director is Christian Unruh and Jean Valois as our music producer. Thomas Walsh is our technical director and our live feed directors. If you're watching this on Facebook Live or you'd like to go watch it on Facebook Live, we're Asher Griffith and Grayson Jernigan. Our theme music was written by and is currently being played by Mitchell Foreman. If you'd like to be on our show and you can sit around a table for about an hour and stay upright, drop us a line. Our address is on our website, itsnewwomans.com. We can also check out many other hours of Happy Hour that reside there for you to listen to, as well as some other shows that we make here. Out to Lunch with Peter Raschuti, live from Commander's Palace. True to the Game with Chris True, Midnight Menu with Margot Moss, and the man who ate New Orleans, Ray Canada, Louisiana Eats with Poppy Tooker, Milo's Music Parlor with Kim Vu, the podcast about death called Death the Podcast with psychologist Dr. Arian Alfant. Questions from the waiting room with psychiatrist Nick Pajic. You can also find other great Louisiana podcasts at itsacadiana.com and itsbatonrouge.la. You can keep up with us on Facebook and on Twitter and a bunch of other time-sucking social media as well. On all of it, we're called It's New Orleans. You can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com and on our Facebook page. Those photos were taken today by Sam Weil. If you're listening to this on your favorite podcast app, Thanks for subscribing to us. Take a moment, if you've got one, to rate and review us. That helps other people find us. Our show is recorded live today at the fabulous Wayfair on Ferret Street in Uptown, New Orleans, where they have a three-hour happy hour here every day and an awesome brunch on the weekends. Happy Hour is a production of I Know Broadcasting. For itsneworleans.com, for my co-warlock, Andrew Duhon, I'm Grant Morris. Thank you so much for joining us. And on behalf of everyone around here at the table at Wayfair and back at our office at I Know Broadcasting, we'll see you back here next week on Happy Hour. <laughs>